2: Well, happy Friday. I know it's been a really tough time lately. So many horrible things that are going on, including the recent tragedy. Wanna discuss that briefly and share some hopeful messages at the end of it. And then we shall nerd out, have fun, bring a smile to your face, and end the week right. Let's rock it. So Captain Influence. Yeah. I'm Nero. Oh, that's been a while. I'm, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> what was I supposed to say? Uh, uh, I'm,
2: I'm uh, Captain. I don't know. I'm hey, hey, Cap, hey, Captain. <laughs> it's Chester. How you doing, dude? I'm doing great, man. How you doing?
1: Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. yeah. These accents are terrible. I know. Ah. I know. Whoa, well, <laughs> Mango, welcome back. What is it? Hi.
2: Should should we go back <laughs> to the wonder- Daggum? Tell you what. Tell, tell you what. Uh, we're
0: we're all about bad <laughs> accents, Mango. As I'm sure you it's probably wonderful. know by now.
1: Hello. Yeah. My, my British accent is a mix between like Cockney and Australian. So just, just, Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's easy to do though. Yeah. It is. Wait, wait. you got the Russian one down. Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Yeah, see? Hello.
1: It's right. only because I have like a best friend who we call Sakai who's a Russian and we do it all that's the time. Right.
2: So. That's right. Not- <laughs> Isn't that fun? Like when you have friends from other countries and you try to imitate their accents and they're just like, dude, you're so bad. And it's really yeah. fun because you're like, at least <laughs> I'm trying. It.
1: It's yeah. true.
2: It's true. But I love it too yeah. when people from other countries try to imitate the, you know, the American accents. And some are great, and some are just like, yeah, not so good, man. Keep trying. Just like all yeah. of us. So Keep like, trying.
1: Like China specifically has like lessons for um, immigrating Chinese people who will like work in restaurants who are going to speak English to teach them to make sure they don't say a flat lice. Like oh, they no. fully recognize <laughs> they fully recognize that and like try to make sure people get it right.
2: Oh my gosh. Do you remember? What was that like lethal weapon where he's like fly lice? What is it? Fly, fly lice. lice. And then he's like, it's fried rice. You pick. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think it that. was lethal weapon. I don't know. That's been so long ago, but that's classic. Yeah. We used yeah. to call it fly lice, but you know, we have a, a actual beautiful fried rice recipe passed down from my dad's roommate who was from Japan. So it's wow, very, very good. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'd like, no, yeah, I to it. Yeah, fried rice is it. very
1: different between the different Asian cultures too. Oh, so, yeah. You know, there's like kimchi fried rice. There's like the Chinese sausage fried rice. You know. Yeah. Fried rice is delicious though at the end it of the is. day. It's, it's so
0: it good. sure is.
2: Well, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here, Mango Droplet. I'm so glad to be here. We got to call you Mango Droplet because somebody's like, who's Mango? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. The full word. Okay. Now we drop to Mango. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> I picked this name when I was
2: 11, guys. So that's all right. It's you know. <laughs> awesome. No, it's great. That's the thing. It's unique. No one else has it at all. It's
1: true because yeah. I've been here since the start
2: of the internet. The, the internet's yes, that's right. So I the wanted internets. to point something out. I think it's funny. So like I say, okay, and okay. Captain, you say oak, oak, and Mango, you say
1: okies. <laughs> <like>, this is <laughs> that's awesome. True. That's true. I do, do that. I, I loved that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> everybody's got to say something a little different. I understand, Mango, that you are drinking something exciting. It's kombucha, kombucha, kombucha. What kind of kombucha? Is it is there a flavor um, with it or just straight on?
1: So I've been drinking the healthy kombucha because they're in fancy bottles and because my workplace they gave us like money for food and I just drink the kombuchas instead. My okay. favorite flavor though is the punch flavor, although they're an apple flavor. For most kombuchas are usually a good good like go to. So if you're like, hmm, I want to try kombucha, I'm not too sure what to try. Go for the apple flavor first and it's like most kind of like a little bit of like a sour apple cider situation.
2: Nice.
0: Hey guys, remind me what's kombucha? Oh dear. Fermented.
2: It's
1: fermented tea. Uh, It's like fermented black tea Yeah. Oh, with a little scoby on top which is basically a mold slash mushroom situation. Don't look at it because it makes you look scared. But then like when you drink it in fancy bottles that are like pee bottled for you, it just basically is like Bubbly, sourish water deliciousness. You got to have a particular like
0: taste for it. What's its origin?
2: Where does it come from? What? What? Oh, I wish kombucha?
1: I knew. I don't know. No, I don't know. Something not American. sounds African. Just maybe? a
2: giant bacteria is essentially what you're yeah. drinking. Is
0: it good for your gut? Oh yeah. Supposedly I feel like super good. I feel like yeah. we talked about kombucha before on oh, yeah. the show many many months ago, and I just yeah. have totally. It's gone in one ear and out the other. And so.
1: Yeah. It, it has like depends. a small amount of alcohol in it, like a smidge because it is fermented, but mm-hmm. it's like okay. so low that you can totally drink it and yeah. it's fine. Apparently originated in Manchuria, China, based oh, on the wow. quick eating. All
2: right. So yeah. here's the trick though. Some kombucha is really not good because they didn't do a very good job fermenting or whatever the case was. Right. And yeah. it, it tastes like bile. I'm not kidding. Like interesting. Imagine throwing up and then drinking that. That's kind of what it tastes like. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't imagine that. that. Um, that, Now the good stuff where people have started to perfect it and started to do a really good job where you still get all the good probiotics, but it tastes good. That stuff's actually pretty amazing. And there's one locally that has a basil grapefruit and it's all natural too. There's no extra sugar or anything. And it's so good.
1: That sounds amazing.
2: Yeah, there's some good stuff out there, so yeah.
1: it's worth. Just like it. you have to get a taste for beer, which I, I hate. Yeah, this me is too. like the sort of same situation. <laughs> yeah, I still don't have a taste for beer. So, <laughs> well, and I, I finally
2: have a taste for amounts of apple cider vinegar, which we talked about a couple of years ago on the show. Yeah, and. Yeah. I like drinks that have that. I can't do straight. You know, it's too too hard on my esophagus actually, which I mean, I think everybody knows that. So yeah, it's good stuff.
1: (laughs) Anything too acidic.
2: All right. So coming up Monday, Nico Carvacho, we mentioned that last week, the episode, the interview, it's going to be awesome. So be prepared and tune in for that. And I just want to share this because I love this time of year and everybody needs a little joy right now is... I don't know if you like this or not, but lush green, everything's so lush and green. There's rain in the afternoon. It's like that warm morning and early afternoon. And then, you know, thunderstorms and rain. And then it's just beautiful cleansed air. You know what I mean? Spring green. Uh, I
0: mean, just love it. New green on trees and and shrubbery and shrubbery. Shrubberies.
2: I love it, man. We live in a tree house right now because we have this giant autumn ash tree outside and the whole half the tree is like coming up to our balcony. And so when you go out on the balcony, It literally feels like you're in a treehouse and you can't see out there, but it's just beautiful. Oh my gosh. I love it.
0: All right. Walk out onto the branches. Yep.
2: Yeah. So now you're going up into the, the windy cities or the windy parts of the The world. The windy state. The windy state. So
0: I'm breaking quarantine finally in Wyoming. So it's, it's, (laughs) it's not too bad. And we're going to go fly fishing in Casper, Wyoming this weekend with where the, where the fly fishing is so wonderful. Yeah, it is. I did it a couple of years ago. It was so awesome. We're doing it again. It'll be interesting with wearing masks or what however we do it. I'm kind of gonna go with the flow, and I'll be taking a little bit i mean, just going on the trip. I'm taking a little bit of a risk right now, so, yeah, but obviously, I'll report back a couple of weeks on how that went and um,
1: if you and everybody you're going with has been like home, staying at home, home quarantining, then you all should be fine.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, and then I'll be coming down to Fort Collins from uh, Casper, Wyoming after this weekend. And I'll be spending the most lonely time in i know. Fort Collins. Nobody ever. wants
2: to see you. You can't even come yeah. into the studio because I'm not allowing right. anyone here right now, which just yeah. sucks. Yeah. I get it. Dude, I'm I'm bummed about that.
0: It's okay. I totally understand. Even my best friend won't let me stay at his house this time and but I'm totally cool with it. I don't have to fly this time. That's good. Yay. I have an excuse to drive ten hours back to Des Moines, so um,
1: I mean, you yeah. guys could have like a meal together on either side of the window. Like they set up a little table outside of their window. You uh, your meal yeah. out well, there. They eat <laughs> actually,
2: one of the things we were talking about, some of the restaurants are opening up outside patios here. And so I think when you get to the area, we should be able to go to like sit outside six, you know, six feet apart, sit at a table, or we could even get takeout and go sit out somewhere, you know, where we can still hear each other and talk and six yeah, and 10 feet, ten feet and just eat be- a meal. We can still do that.
0: I'll- I'll have four evenings free. So, uh, all right. yeah, let's figure something out.
2: Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing, like fly fishing, just don't kiss the fish. I mean, that's the really, but no, I'm kidding. Yeah, You do it. Or around.
1: don't kiss each other. Fish yeah, are
0: not true. asymptomatic <laughs> carriers. All right. Yeah,
1: I know one thing you <laughs> no, got to be, be careful kiss as
0: many trout as I want. Brian, don't the, the, stop me.
2: The, the biggest thing you got to be careful of is the drive out and back, you know, going that's into true. the random bathrooms and stuff, you know, take your latex yeah. gloves and your mask and then burn your clothes afterwards. Uh,
0: and you know, making sure you wash your hands at every, or use wipes every time you use the gas. Oh, uh, uh, use a glove,
2: dude. Use a well, latex like, glove.
0: Maybe, or but the late, but the virus can get on the latex glove. I mean, I'd rather just, yeah, I'd rather yeah. just yeah. use I mean, then my hand it and, it and then throw wipe it away it afterwards. And what I do with
1: the glove is that you guys have to like take it off properly, and unless you have been trained, you probably aren't. So you might as well just like deal with it with your own own hands Mm -hmm. and then wash it, wash your hands really well. Well, and here's
0: what I do. I I actually take a wipe, so I have wipes in the car with me, right? So I take a wipe, I vigorously wipe thoroughly the entire gas nozzle thing. Every surface that I would touch, I wipe with a with a wipe. Throw that away, use it, put it back. So another I'm cleaning it for somebody. And then I do another one. I wipe another one on my hands. So Don't
1: touch your face after touching these things. That's really the biggest thing. So wear your mask. Don't touch your face. You'll probably be okay, guys.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've been trained on gloves because my mom's a nurse, but I'm sure you could find something on YouTube about, here's the proper way to put on and take off gloves.
1: I mean, yes, but again, unnecessary for most. Just wash your hands. (laughs) If you can, though. if you still have to like take off your gloves, you still have to toss them. They're bad for the environment. Yeah. I, I, I personally am not doing it and I like have access to gloves. Sure. So, I agree. For what it's worth.
2: Some places though, you, you walk out you can't wash your hands and I'm like, uh, crap. So, but you know, that's if you true. have wipes that's and you have Purell and which of course is running low and you can't even find anymore, that's yeah. the hard part. So yeah, you know, do what you got to do, but either way you'll be fine, dude. And we'll, we'll get yeah, together for right. a, an outside dinner. Yeah. It should only be 95 here. Or a hundred. I don't Uh, know. It's going to be hot. It's been hot early this year. And I'm like, no. And that's why I'm thankful for the rain. It's been good, but it'll be a nice trip. I think it'll be okay. I think things are finally calming down a little bit. Some people are being smart. Others are being very stupid. Whatever. Just stay away from the stupid people. (laughs) All right. Easy. Mango, what's up with you?
1: Well, you guys are all speaking my language because uh, as many of you guys know, I'm like an emergency medicine resident. So I deal with all this stuff all the time. Actually, I've been doing a ton of advocacy. Like I was on a national phone call with Nancy Pelosi and Elizabeth with Warren speaking about like, wow. yeah, I know. Talking cool. about- We have someone famous it's on the, the show. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Claims <laughs> of fame. Speaking on behalf of essential workers, like our grocery workers and like our residents and making sure we have PPE, proper pay, all the protections we need. So I've been doing a lot of that sort of national advocacy stuff. And then of course, you know, as we all kind of you can't run away from it now, but a lot of like the riots and the protests and things that we're doing now and trying to figure out how to be a better ally in the midst of all of this, also what I've been working on too.
0: What specifically do you mean by being a better ally?
1: Yeah, I think it's hard, right? When we're dealing with these topics and, you know, I, I'm not a black individual. I fully recognize that and like learning the history of everything that's been going on and kind of trying to understand why we've gotten to the place we've gotten to. Because of course, you know, the whole country right now has been in lockdown. People are losing their jobs. We've been cooped up in our houses. Like it's very easy to see why we've kind of all exploded. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, like understanding why we have. These riots going on, why we see all this anger boiling up. Like, I live in LA. We had the race riots back in 92. And now, seeing everything that's going on, these, the online, online after online after online postings of these terrible things that have been happening to our African American brothers and sisters, the EMT who was shot in bed while she was sleeping, the, you know, the guy who's like bird watching, who's a Harvard graduate (laughs) and on the board of like a biomedical journal, he was just like, Somebody called the cops on him while he was just bird watching. And now, you know, everything going on with George Floyd, I can see why we are where we are. And we can talk about this now or later, but I've been learning a lot about kind of the history of why the feelings that we have a lot of times around African Americans and around Black Panther and around like Black violence. And recently I just came upon this, this story. I don't know how many of you guys know about COINTELPRO, which was like the counterintelligence program, which was a secret FBI project created by J. Edgar Hoover designed to mm. spy on, infiltrate and like discredit every progressive activist movement. Oh wow. In particular the Black Panthers. Yeah. 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 And if you guys have heard about like MLK being wiretapped and blackmailed about his affairs, like that's what COINTELPRO did. Mm. So Coon like had three goals with the Black Panthers. They wanted to to one, discredit the racial leaders in their own communities by falsely painting them as snitches or sellouts. Mm. Two, they wanted to force risks with all the different coalitions, including like the black civil rights groups and like the progressive ones versus the centrist ones versus the Latinx groups. And then also three, like CoinDoPro really wanted to create a framework in which the vast majority of people like non-black people saw the entire black civil rights movement as like a violent disruptive threat that needed constant police control. And mm. there's a story of Fred Hampton, who was like a young leader who was brilliant, intelligent in the Black Panthers. They were actually, he was actually their like chair who actually got murdered by the COINTEL group because he was like too smart in creating this coalition between the poor people in the city, the black, the Latinos, like everybody. And we didn't find out any of this until this like group of white activists broke into the FBI field office in nineteen seventy one, stole a bunch of documents, revealed the existence of the COINTELPRO, and like basically showed that the FBI did all of this. And it's just Mm. crazy to me that like I didn't learn any of this growing up. Oh yeah. Um yeah, And, and so I don't blame our black brothers and sisters who are like, yeah, there's been systemic violence against us in this nation by like the people who are supposed to care for us and protect us. And so I can definitely see why there's all that mistrust between the two sides. But yeah, thank you for letting me go on my little. Oh no. no. I'm glad you're,
2: I'm glad you're looking into some of the history of it too. And you know, it's, it is interesting. I was having a conversation with Lord thunder about this and I'm not going to go into his story. He can share it sometime, but he's had a tough time. Let's put it that way. So his response to this is just amazing. As far as, is he scared? Yeah, of course. Is he worried about being black in America? Yes, but he's rising above it. He's choosing a good attitude. And I really appreciate that. Like, I think that's a, a really good response. It's amazing. Like we have some other friends locally that, you know, we don't see a lot in certain areas. Er- certain areas are far worse than others, right? But it still happens. And we have some some friends who are of actually different ethnicities. And I, I, I don't know what was going on, but you're right about this, Mango, is that COVID is... Actually bringing out the worst in everyone and also the best in some people as well, but I mean, I'm seeing things even like what the heck <laughs> Like, yeah. ha- have we created like demons or something? I mean these guys are horrible people, but I get it they're cooped up, they're freaking out, but they said some horrible racial things against our friends just the other day at a gas wow. station I think it well, was or no really? I'm sorry it was at a it was at a one of the grocery stores, I'm sorry, that's what it was, really yeah and we were told what they said and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am appreciative of those who are saying, let's take a healthy response. You know, you're mentioning the protests. We actually thankfully had peaceful protests in our city. And most
0: cities are having peaceful. Protests. And that's a good
2: thing. Like a lot of people them. aren't
0: really realizing that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, I'm totally cool with people having peaceful protests. I think it's a great thing to do. The violence, yeah. the destruction that's it's not productive and it doesn't actually help the situation at all. Because it's just hurting other people that may or may not have had anything to do with it.
0: And that's what everyone's getting from their favorite news source. And it's making everyone, almost understandably, think that all these protests are violent when they're they're just not. exactly. So it's really important to keep things in perspective and to, to look at the whole forest and not just the clearing you're in.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And we've highlighted that before. Like, the media has done a really bad job making sure there's enough positivity (laughs) in this world. And they don't really necessarily tell the whole story. No, they don't. Uh, And we've seen definitely where, like, the peaceful protesters will go home and then you'll have the rioting and the looters afterwards. And they're not even necessarily people of a certain race. Like, we see people of many different races doing this looting who might really just be opportunists upon all of this. I mean, I live pretty close to like where the Santa Monica and Beverly Hills situations are going on. And there's just a ton of Mm. looting going on there. And you got to ask a lot of these, a lot of times it's just kind of people saying, well, the police are over there dealing with a positive protest. Let's like sneak in and do the bad stuff on the side.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, I've said this before and I still believe this, that there are bad apples in every situation. So every group, every office place every police force every organization everywhere you go there's there's bad people now most of the time i think it's usually a minority of them because i think most people just don't care (laughs) you know what i mean like they're just kind of like whatever let me just go about my life and leave me alone kind of thing so usually it's a small group of people that are creating the biggest ruckus and that's where we got or even
0: Or even individuals within a group. I mean, it's it's like, it really is, you know, my favorite term, Brian, what is it?
2: The poop and the ice cream.
0: That's exactly right. That's just yet yet another example of that is what this is. And
2: and I think we have to be very careful to remember that the actions of a few do not represent the actions of the majority. And and I mean, it can, but I'm saying, I think we got to remember that most of the time, that's the fact. And so we got to remember that, okay, we need to silence those few and find a way to respond in a more positive light and in a way that, as I always say, values, loves, and respects one another regardless of who you are, what you look like, where you came from, and even what you've done. Most people can't do that. It's too hard and we're human and what would I have done to those people that were slurring racially against our friends? Probably not a sure. good thing because we're not perfect.
1: And I want to remind people too that like, you have power in in what you say and do as well. Like all of us have power in that. And to remember that you can be a light to others as well. And like, it's very easy to get caught up in badness that is going on because you're like, well, everybody else is doing it too. So I can do it too. Yeah. And this is like speaking on like sometimes with the police force too. Like I think people are calling to, in the case of George Floyd's murder, they're saying like the four officers should be indicted. And I, I think that, probably part of it was that some of those officers just got caught up in the moment with each other and they're like, well, you know, if each other is doing it, then I guess that's okay too. And like forgot about the fact that like there was a man who was dying in front of them. Mm -hmm. And like, if any one of them would have been like, you know what, I have agency and I can stand up. Like maybe things could have been different Um, kind of like taking a step back and just being vigilant, like in everything that we do, like try to make sure that you remember what is right.
2: Yeah. yeah, I wanted to share two comments that I thought were really, really great. And one of them was from my cousin, who's, I've mentioned him on the show before. You know, I wanted to have him on the show once this whole social distancing thing's over. Who's a detective down in the Denver area. And yes. he, now granted, he's an example. There are bad policemen. We know this, right?
1: There's a fantastic video out there of a black FBI, like, what do you call it? Undercover agent who got arrested by police officers. And then he's, when the police officers like pull out his ID and it's FBI, the FBI agents like, you guys are stupid. Like <laughs> literally the stupidest people ever. Like you are dropouts from high school and then you go and arrest the f- FBI agent. Sorry. Oh, my f word.
0: <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Right, guys. Um, a lot of emotion yeah. right now.
1: Yeah. But it was just like, oh my goodness, this is fantastic. And that was like from an FBI agent to these police officers. Hilarious. Okay. Yeah, continue yeah. on my friend. Well, no. And
2: so <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because I have a lot of the same, you know, opinions, unfortunately, because people are dumb and and it's bad. It's, it's too bad. Right. Yeah. But my cousin, I think he's got to be one of the better cops out there. And I actually feel like he should be mentoring others. I really do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, to be clear, there's fantastic cops out there and I've like yeah. worked with many of them when they come into my ED. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
2: they're the people that represent, I think the majority of the police force. And I like what he said. He actually posted this. I'm not going to read it all because it is very long, but he talks about how I'm just going to kind of sum it. that it's safe to say that the overwhelming majority of cops in this country are on the same page as the overwhelming majority of Americans regarding George Floyd. And then he goes yeah. on to say, we feel that what happened was wrong. We want to see justice also. Virtually no one is disagreeing with this, which is good, so he said that this officer that did this to George had a responsibility and a moral obligation in how to treat George Floyd as a human being, and he failed to a great degree. yes, absolutely. I like how he's writing this, you know very professionally, and then he yeah. says, "You know what happened here offends all of us, and anyway, it goes on and says to, that this violated what is taught in police academies across America, and so on and so forth, so I mean he as a cop is saying. There needs to be justice. This was wrong. And this is not what the majority of us represent. So I appreciated that.
0: I've seen stories in the news about a sheriff taking off his body armor and marching with the protesters or an entire group of policemen kneeling with the protesters to pray or whatever. You know, there's a lot of instances that are even being reported of solidarity between law enforcement and for lack of a better word, opposites. The law enforcement's there to make sure nothing gets out of hand, the people there to protest to protest an important social issue. So we have to remember most of what's going on is peaceful. It's the riots and the violence that we all get shoved in our faces. And that's what a lot of people who aren't looking at the forest for the trees are thinking all these quote unquote black people are, you know, troublemakers and and thugs. And it's just insane. The thought processes that can be triggered by, what we're shown in the mass media, you know?
2: Well, yeah, even what you said, well, what you just said, and also what you said, Anna too, is like the media wants us to get angry at each other because then they have more to talk about. Yeah. And they get, make more money. That's really all it is. It's it's sad. I mean, honestly, honestly, I look at this and say like the media is actually the enemy.
0: (laughs) And even, and it's not, and it's both sides of the media, both the conservative media and the liberal media are both both equally egregious on this. So yeah, so it's kind of, we three are needing to rise above, help our listeners put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Remember the big ball of wax. Remember the giant tub of delicious vanilla ice cream mm-hmm. and not the sprinkles of poop that somebody's throwing <laughs> into it.
2: So one last thing I'm going to share here was from Spider Pan. And I didn't ask his permission. I'm going to share it now. He posted on Facebook. It's public domain, right? I- yeah. <laughs> but no, this is, this is really, really, really good. And I know, by the way, he's saying this in addition to what's going on on the good front, but I also like this. He wants to create a movement based on love for one another. And then he goes on to say that for those that feel disenfranchised, suicidal, depressed, or whatever the situation or genetics, I want to tell you, hashtag your life matters. Then he goes on to say, tell someone that their life matters. Too many people seem to feel that their life is not important. And that's leading to anger, hate, violence, i.e. the quick and the easy path to the dark side. Good reference. Yeah. So his thing is let's love people out there. Well, I love that because it's what we keep trying to say is that our mission should always be to love one another regardless. I don't care like where you come from, what the color of your skin is anything. Like we need to be doing that. And so I love that. Least, I, I love starting something like that as well with everything else that's going on.
0: And if people listening, if somebody listening is like, come on, really love everybody. I mean, it, at the very least have respect
2: for one another. True. Can you value the other person? Even if, well, because respect is even hard. Sometimes somebody does you wrong. How do you respect them? But can you at least value them as a human being? And the answer is yes, you can. And you should. And as you would say, Tony, you get to,
0: yeah, we get to value Mm -hmm. and respect each other, even if we don't agree. So it's really important. That's, that's the key to a civilized society.
2: Well, I've had some arguments with people and I've had some unfortunate fallouts with friends over the years. You know, we all have, right? And there are times where friends have completely betrayed my respect. So I don't respect them anymore. And there are times where I'm like, I'm maybe not having a hard time loving those people right now. But if somebody were to say, do you value them less? Never. would I have said, no, I would have always said, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. That's I, I double negative to myself there. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you value them less? I would have never said, yes, I do. I would have always said, no, I value them the same, but I'm having a hard time loving and respecting them right now. But that's right. natural, Right. So value should be there either way. And then we should always work towards, I mean, I believe in working towards reconciliation with others and getting back to that point of respecting them and trying to love them somehow. It's the only productive path.
1: Yeah. It's funny that you guys are actually mentioning that now. Well, I guess not necessarily funny, but like in medicine and especially in emergency medicine, we have these conversations all the time, right? Because like, In the ED, you're dealing with people who are probably on the worst days of their lives. Oh, yeah. They're cuss a lot of times they're cussing at you, they might be violent at you, Mm -hmm. they are not nice to you when you talk to them. And like how do we separate how patients treat us with how we as physicians treat them and make sure that their care is taken, that we take good care of them? And there's this whole conversation of implicit bias in medicine. That like there's been studies that show this was actually a particularly bad study. Quite a few years ago now, but like at some point in time there are medical students who actually thought black people experienced pain differently than white people, that their pain mm. was like less and that really? they needed less pain medications. Yeah. Where, where or that, it,
0: like, I wonder what the genesis of that misconception is. I mean, where would you even
1: because of these like societal attitudes, and it's a whole long conversation. That's interesting that you have to go back to. But like,
0: that's, that's just, a different one right there. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And how we treat patients, or like your assumptions about what kind of medical problems they may have, or what kind of things they deal with, or like how they interact with the world, and why people of different socioeconomic backgrounds or different racial backgrounds have different types of medical problems. Huh, it's very okay. hard to like be able to parse out what parts are more biased and then what parts are actually medical. And that's the thing right. that we have to deal with all the time and yet still making sure we value people at the end of the day and treating them no differently in terms yeah. of how we take care of them. That's also that's true. That's why medicine is an art.
2: Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Very good perspective. I like that. Yeah, that's great. It's hard. I know we we've we've talked to quite a few medical professionals that come home, they're just, you know, they're exhausted mentally and emotionally because that's what they have to do all day long, or they have to cry with them because, you know, they're dealing with pain and stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's hard. So yeah, you're, you're in a tough position and profession.
0: Mango, I have a really quick question. Mm -hmm. If you don't mind, have you as an Asian American experienced any kind of bias from patients or other professionals because of the COVID situation?
1: COVID's a little bit, but luckily I'm in California. So people are a little bit nicer to me. But like just being Asian, absolutely. I've had patients who like don't want to talk to me or immediately become hostile to me. First, instead of other people of other races, I've had patients who are like, oh, I really like Asian girls. And, you know, where's your Uh, wedding ring? And who's your partner? And (laughs) if I had a nice little Asian girl like you to marry, then I wouldn't end up in the hospital so much. Like I've Hmm. definitely had sexual (laughs) harassment. (laughs) due to my race due to my gender and yeah you have people who are afraid of asian people too we had a mm. patient one of my co residents he had a patient come in pretty early on in the covid stuff and they like insisted they had covid because they drove an asian person in their uber who had these magical berries from the wuhan area and they like wow. the, the way that they spoke wow. sounded wuhanish to them oh
2: they actually so knew that. yeah we, okay right
1: yeah Wow. So they obviously had to have covid. Yeah. And I had another friend who was walking about on his merry way, he had somebody beat him up because he was Asian because of the covid thing going on. They broke his skull.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Holy cow.
1: I've had another one of my friends' mom who like was in line at Costco and other people like were yelling at them to like leave because they're Asian and you know they didn't want to really? turns on them. Yeah. Um, And so you've heard these stories from these like Asian Americans that I know across the country. And it's been really disheartening because a lot of us came to America to want to have a better life, to want to be able to take care of each other. And a lot of us are in medicine. And we're here just like putting our lives on the front lines and to hear those really sad things. And to even hear like, sorry, no matter your political, like, Leaning to hear your president call it a Chinese virus when Mm. that's like not what this is, is really disheartening. And all that is, is this divisive language Mm -hmm. that just ends up causing hurt to a particular racial group.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Continue to put things in perspective. So,
2: What I don't understand is for those two from different ethnicities who were born here in the United States, they're American, just like us. Everybody's American if we're born in the United States. Why are we even looking at each other differently? I mean, I still, to this day, don't understand that. I know people yeah. do it, but I don't get it. It's like, we're all American. Well, what, that's good that no, you no, don't get What's the I mean,
1: issue? I still get people all the time asking me, where are you from? And I'm like, well, I'm from California. Exactly. And they're like, no, where are you that. really from? And I'm like, I was born in California. Yeah. And they're like, well, what's your, what's your ethnic background? And I'm like, well, my parents are Chinese from Malaysia, but yeah. like, I don't speak Malay. Yeah. And my Spanish is better than my Chinese. So I'm <laughs> Californian American. <laughs> and
2: like, okay, so I get it. Like it's, it's one thing. Cause as kids, we always used to ask each other that, like, what's your ethnic background?
0: Yeah. A bunch of white and, people and, and asking each other. And everyone's answer was German, Irish or. Yeah. Wherever <laughs> our families from were Nebraska. from, which
2: actually was always fascinating. I'm like, okay, where's my family from? Where? Well, we were originally from France. So oh, my mom's side was yeah. France and Finland originally. And then my dad's side was mostly Ireland. But then like the France side got kicked out of France and went to Ireland and all that and became, so they used to be Crockettane. Then it was Crockett. And yes, my ancestor is Davy Crockett. And it's like, it's oh, so whatever. fascinating. No, I'm serious. We actually have whatever. genetic records.
1: We got a famous guy here, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, my uncle, my great uncle that died a couple years ago, actually did all the records all the way back. It was amazing. Yeah. So my point is, is like, I'd be like, well, I'm from France, you know, Ireland, Finland. And anyway, just, it's cool to me. And then if somebody were to say, well, where's your ethnicity? I I wouldn't be offended. I'd be like, well, actually, you know, let me tell you about my family. This is really cool. So I think it's cool when people ask about ethnicities, but I get it from your perspective is like, where are you from? Where are you born? You're like California. (laughs) That's ridiculous.
1: I like to tell people about my Malaysian Chinese background heritage. Yeah. Like when yeah. it's like friendly, just trying to chat with each other. Also when they hear my last name and they have no idea where it's from.
2: Yeah. Um, the judgment's bad. But
1: yeah, yeah. But judgment's bad, especially when they're like trying to tell me that they want to marry me because I'm Asian. Well, that's it's ridiculous.
2: Really Give me a break. <laughs> well, you know, you know, okay. So this is kind of interesting too, that my granddad, you know, who passed last year, he was in the end of world war II and you know grew up in that whole era and so in his younger life and by younger i mean like when i was alive too so when i was a kid there were things that he would say that were very racist and sadly it was like that generation grew up with anger towards other ethnicities because of the war and other things that happened granted as you know he got older and that time passed you know he got less and less like that you know but it's just like in some ways i can understand the anger that nationalities who go to war with each other could have towards each other. I can understand that, but for the rest of us who were not born in that generation and who did not go to war against other nations, what the frack do we even have to say? Nothing. We, right. we should have nothing <laughs> at all to say like that. We should be like, dude, we're great. We're all here. This is a happy world. Let's love each other. Let's, let's value each other. As I keep trying to say we're and, and those born in America were Americans people.
0: Okay. <laughs> yep. Come on! Yep. It's true. All <sighs> a happy country guys. Come on now. I know. You know what's
2: funny All is like
1: is. <laughs>
2: it's it's common sense for the three of us, and we can only hope that it becomes common sense for others. True. So, and you know what's interesting too is like we nerd sort out a crap. lot here on the show, but the mission of the show has always been to value and respect each other.
0: Underlying, yeah,
2: yeah, yep. Whether you know it or not, Absolutely. whether you realize it or not, that has been the mission. So, well, thank Absolutely. you for bringing this up because everybody's talking about it and thinking about it. And I think, you know, oh, yeah. what we need is a healthy response, not divisive responses, but unifying responses. And yeah. some are doing that. So let's, let's look towards those people. And and I think the there.
1: best healthy response that we can all do as allies is just to learn more and to educate more. So like today yeah. I got to educate you a little bit about like the history and you guys just keep on going out and listen yeah. to each other's stories and just try to support and uplift those voices of those who maybe sure. usually don't get to have their voices heard so much.
2: Yeah. Well, you yeah. watch movies. I mean, I know some of them are based on true stories, but like Hidden Figures, that was a oh, yeah. story that was not released to the general public until just recently. I mean- At all. Yeah. yeah. No one knew about that. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, that happened? Huh. Yes. Good thing now we know about it. There's a new movie. Well, right? it's not new. It was from 2019, but Just Cause- with mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. I want to see it. I'm excited about it. But it's about similar types of things. It's like, these are true stories. These actually happened. You need to know about it. So yeah. they may not be, I know, have go a for list. documentaries ha- too,
1: but. I have a fantastic list of like a few things to watch. So here, quick list. You should watch the 13th. It's on Netflix. American okay. Sun on Netflix. Dear White People, also on Netflix. Okay. If Beale Street Could Talk on Hulu. King in the Wilderness, HBO. See you yesterday on Netflix, the hate you give on Cinemax and when they see us on Netflix. And these will be like give you a great kind of background about like why the heck what's going on right now is going on. Good
0: perspective.
2: On. Sure. Yeah.
1: Good list. And then
2: so, don't let it anger you like it does me. And take a healthy response future forward. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling myself that too.
1: <laughs> it's true. We we always have to remind ourselves, like yeah. learn and then do something with it.
2: Yeah. Healthy. Absolutely. Do something healthy. Something healthy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Let's nerd out for a little bit. I got to share this. I've been, I've been wanting to talk about this for a few weeks and, and I have mentioned it before that I've been, you know, learning about video and stuff, but I've been really nerding out on it lately and learning all about like, what does it take? And I've told this on the, I've mentioned this on the show before is that I think the biggest hang up for me was just the rabbit hole that you can go down with video uh, as, as mad scientist would always say, you know, going down the rabbit hole of whatever his favorite thing is right now. It's the same kind of thing for me. It's like some of these guys, you know, they put out these just beautiful productions on YouTube. I mean, it's like, wow, they must have a professional video editor, you know, and whatever. So got to buy a nice video editing program, which those aren't cheap. you got to learn video editing, get a bunch of skills and knowledge. And of course I know audio, but video is another level. And then of course the equipment. And I'm looking at this and I'm just like, some of the equipment these guys have is thousands upon thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to make it look like they do. They spend weeks on the editing. They have a whole team. And I'm just like, okay, what about those of us who have none of that and just want to start doing something and have it sound (laughs) good. Yeah. Well, not even that, like let's go total noob here. (laughs) And I, I was very, very pleased to see that there's a woman who is doing some awesome stuff who actually works with one of these big companies and her whole video production is with her iPhone and I was with, about to say that, yeah. Oh, it's really? There's so
1: many great things just on like iPhones.
2: I know, yeah. And but here's the thing she's editing on her iPhone with an app, and I and she was showing like, the what? edit exactly. She was showing the editing program. I'm like, dude, that is aw- I'm totally doing this.
1: And I mean, her <laughs> video is great. filmed on iPhones, yeah, yeah, and they look great. It's That's amazing.
2: Awesome. And you know, the can granted, I have an iPhone, what is it, the 10s. The so it's not the newest oh, one, of course. Fancy
0: Brian. Okay,
1: no, I have I mean, no though. idea what that means. Okay, the, I just got a work phone, <laughs> and it's an iPhone XS. That's no that's
2: idea. the XS. Yes, X is for oh, ten. Yeah, that, it's the Roman numeral. Yeah, 10. yeah. Cool.
1: So yeah, that's you have what, I say what I have. Seven, yes. baby.
2: Yeah. So here's the thing, though. The 11 <laughs> is out now, and the 12 will be out this year. So you know we're a couple generations behind, almost. But here's the thing: the 10 is actually a really good camera. And some of the videos that I saw, people were on their eights. So I thought, okay, well, I know the 10 has a better camera. So, booyah, I'm set. And it's 4K. So I'm super excited about this because all I need to do is get, you know, a tripod and a stand for the iPhone. And then you got to have good lighting. And it's just all these little tiny things. But I'm like, I already have the audio set up and I know I can use it with my iPhone. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to be that hard. Finally. Now, granted, down the road, you can always upgrade and do it more expensive stuff or whatever, more advanced editing later on, but at least it's easy to get started. And I'm just like totally excited now.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Don't let the hardware block you from your creative vision.
2: Well, I'm guilty of this in podcasting is that people will say, how do I sound like you? And I'm like, dude, the equipment (laughs) that I have is going to cost you some money. And also I've been behind the microphone for two decades and I sucked when I began, you know, and it took me a long time and I practiced and I like modeled after the greats of history, even back to Orson Welles and the 30s. You know, it's just like
1: imagine Brian in his bathroom just speaking to himself. Yeah. To oh,
2: oh, I did all the time. And I was like practicing <laughs> and I was listening. And I mean, it, and the thing is, I can still get better. Like I can never, ever be good enough. And so I just keep improving. But the thing is, is like nowadays I'm telling people, here's a nice simple microphone that's going to cost you about 50 bucks, 60 bucks, and it's going to sound really, really good. And, you know, I'm giving people more of a starter thing. And then I'm saying, if you really want to try to edit yourself, look at a basic editing course and then get Audacity, which is free. It's like, you know, you don't have to do a lot to get started with stuff. And then you can work your way up into what the quote higher end things are. And it's kind of cool. But the thing that, as you know, you guys both know this and, and some of you do too, is always the, the struggle of being someone who has a lot of interests as a personality type and YouTube's algorithms, they punish you for yeah. having variety of topics and they reward you for niching on one topic. And it's so funny. Somebody was like, you know, could you have a passion about talking about like Diablo three, for example, and just doing that every week for the next 10 years. And I said, I would have definitely shot myself after about a year, not even, <laughs> I mean, definitely I'd be not even going to, so it's like not going to happen. Right. But how you can would be I be having
0: this conversation, right?
2: Exactly. Right. Okay. No, not really. But I would have shut my, my channel down. So the, the point is, is like, how do you focus to get rewarded by YouTube, but yet not like basically sell out your personality and stuff. So that's been really hard because everybody, I mean, yeah. even, you know, Anna, you and I've talked about this a little bit too. It's like the one topics they succeed, but dear God. <laughs> it's so hard. I know for people like us who just have a lot of topics, you know, we like a lot of things. So I have some ideas though, that I think are going to match my personality and also hopefully get rewarded by YouTube. We'll see.
1: I'm just good for you to like put those little thumbnails with your like face with a bunch of these yeah. like vector graphics behind you. And you're like, Oh, with your face and big excitement. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll probably do a lot of like pretending like I'm licking whatever it is that I'm like featuring.
1: Exciting.
2: Like kiss. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't, I don't have a tongue. To that's like- quite that long. Yeah. So you don't
0: want to do a show about a banana plantation. <laughs> yeah. You got to avoid the banana plantation. Cucumber yeah. Yeah. garden. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Zucchini okay. farms. All right. Anyway. um, Hey, have have you guys seen <laughs> star girl yet? No, oh, no. Okay. I haven't seen. It. No, it's okay. I just you mentioned it last week. Yeah. Well, episode two was also fantastic and three's out and I haven't watched it yet. So last week I mentioned that Greg Berlanti was not involved and I was actually wrong and he is involved. He just oh. wasn't mentioned in the first episode's credits at all. And then he wasn't the second. He hasn't
0: gotten his agendized. Well, uh, yeah. Fangs into the show yet. Right? So I was his scared claws. about
2: that. I really was because he tends to sacrifice story for agenda. And according to Lord Thunder, he said, well, Jeff Johns created the actual star girl character way back. And so this is like his finally, like I get to actually do this with DC now. Or the, I mean, the, hmm. the Berlanti DC productions. So his ownership over this show, I guess is pretty absolute, which is great. So as long as I'm going to say it, as long as Berlanti doesn't Berlanti it.
0: Yeah. He's become a verb now. He's coined <laughs> his own term.
2: Yeah. Oh, and speaking of like Berlanti productions, if you guys have been keeping up with legends of tomorrow, I don't even think you've watched it, Tony, but Anna, do you ever watch that show?
1: Mm, that's a hard no for me. I have oh. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's
2: Arrowverse, it's Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, all that. Legends I used of-
1: to watch Supergirl. Okay. Watch
2: well, Legends of Tomorrow started off really fun. It was kind of a turn your brain off show and have a good time, and they kind of went down a really weird one. And but anyway, this last season, the current season, I think the last episode is either just aired or whatever. But it's just like, what is going on here? And then last week's episode, you know, Carl Lord Thunder's like what the heck just happened? And I'm like, wait, what? And then I watched the episode and I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's like, is it time to end the show? And I'm thinking, yeah, I think they need to let it go. It's they've lost it. It's skip jump. Brian has a skip jump. Oh, let's just say that the last Jedi is gold compared to what's going on with. Well, maybe not that, maybe not that bad, but it's just, it's more (laughs) of like what they literally like threw everything out the window and just said, let's just turn on the camera and see what happens.
1: I think I saw the show being advertised and was like, mm, I think it's going to be that sort of show that's going to happen, and then just never got into it. You know, the sounds first, like I made the right choice. The
2: first three to four seasons, I think, were well. The first three seasons were really, really good, and part yeah. of season four was really good. And then it kind of ended like what? And then part of season five so far has been really good. And then lately, I'm yeah, I don't know, but whatever. But we've been enjoying Monk. And Mango, I, I mentioned that we never seen the show, so we're going back and rewatching that from 2002. It's crazy. Oh. And then what I found recently is that, in fact, it was just a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to link it, but the cast of Monk did a Monk in Quarantine video.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds adorable. So
2: awesome. So if any of you have seen Monk and or no Monk, oh, my gosh. It is just gold right now. All right. So uh, what else? What other TV shows?
1: Space Force. Sorry. Oh, is that good? Space Force. Mixed reviews. Okay. You got to love Steve Carell because he's he's Steve Carell. Because he's Steve Carell. I think, you know, I've gone through like three or four episodes. It's pretty, pretty good so far. I mean, it is what it's supposed to be, right? Like you're kind of like, should we take space force seriously? I don't know. But like the show itself is like wondering if they should take space force seriously or not. Sure. Enjoyed it so far. Apparently, there's like mixed reviews online though. People are like, "Mm, maybe I like it. Maybe I don't like it. It depends on which way you're coming.
2: It's on my list and I'm expecting it to be total cheesy.
1: Yeah, it's total cheesy, which I'm enjoying. I'm personally enjoying it. I okay. like it. It's worth watching. Also, it's on Netflix. So, yeah. No
0: well, I, I want to mention two things. First of all, I'm into season three of The Man in the High Castle. Oh yeah, on Amazon. What a great show! Season, Holy cow!
1: I didn't get past season one. I think I like ended yeah. up watching one episode for season two, and it just never got past. Never
0: yeah, got and I did that with with Breaking Bad, which is. Arguably what? one of the best, yeah, one of the best what? TV shows ever made. Yeah, I just I stopped watching bait. it after a while, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though I know it's awesome. But, but have you
1: seen the rest of it?
0: No, not no. yet, not yet. <gasps> uh, I have that to look forward to. But okay. I just really love alternate history, and Man in the High Castle does alternate history really well. Yeah. It's confusing. Okay. I mean, what's what's really going on in the in the plot is kind of confusing, and and it's and that's contrived. But I'm really liking it. And then the other thing, of course, we've talked about Brian. I'm I'm well into and almost done with The Last Dance. Oh, good. Uh, good. I'm still on VPN back. Netflix. Nice. Wow. wow. VPN Just
1: Netflix? Yeah.
0: VPN Netflix. Yeah. In other words, you have to watch it from another country. <laughs> yeah. What country it. are you trying to
1: watch
0: it from? <laughs> well, probably in the Netherlands or someplace. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think it's ridiculous that we're not able to watch it here in the United States. So I have no problem with doing it this way. But And it's legal. But... Although it's probably something against the uh, terms of use or something like that in Netflix, right? You know, probably you could
1: just fly to that country, you know,
0: anyway, it. anyway, <laughs> we're going to review that with Miss Ice in a few weeks. And anyway, I just can't say enough about that show.
2: It's good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for someone who does not like basketball, for you to say that is awesome.
0: Not even a little bit. Yeah. I've never liked basketball. I've never followed it. I've never, li- I mean, when I watch it, I kind of go to sleep. <laughs> For whatever, reason, that's just me. Wow. Yeah, no, no not, I get it. I, get I know it. it's not a boring game. Yeah, and How one do you of the feel things about
1: baseball.
2: Oh, hate it.
0: Hate baseball. Okay. I like. <laughs> that. I can't I do bat I yeah. can't
2: do baseball either. I love basketball, but
0: yeah, I'm a football guy. All right, I just, I, I oh. just. That's what I was br- brought up on. Yeah, but like, but uh, see, each
2: other. exactly. Just, everyone's a little different. Yeah, <laughs> overgrown monsters but, manhandling but, each other.
0: What I have to say is this documentary has really helped me appreciate basketball more. Oh, that's cool. I mean, oh, totally. I I just I've always known it's a it's a dynamic game. I've just never been I've just never taken the time to get into it. Yeah. But this documentary, it's just done so well, you can't help but be interested in it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. It's really, really well done. You know, speaking of TV show kind of things, I guess this was a miniseries, but it was a TV I don't know. It was back in 2000, never watched it, but it was the mini series of Dune. Oh yes, 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 which yes. of course I've only ever seen the 1984 original movie that they did. And uh, I've Sting never, and, Oh, and I yes. love that movie. I mean, it is one of my absolute <laughs> favorite sci-fi movies of all time. I don't care how cheesy it can be at times. It's just so good. And the music yeah. was awesome, you know, but you know, it's total eighties too, but I never read the entire book. I've read part of it. Yeah. You know, I need to finish reading it actually, but I don't know. I was like, well, I'm going to watch the miniseries. And so I'm finally watching it. And I am surprised how similar it is to the movie in some ways. In other ways, of course they expand because there's a lot more actual time. It's like three hour and a half episodes just for the first movie. And then it goes into children of Dune, which is really cool. Right.
0: Which is Still. the second? Which is books two and three, by the way. Okay. What I have to say about the two thousand miniseries of Dune, which was on Sci-Fi Channel, I watched it when it aired. I remember. I remember where I was watching it because I was really into it, and I bought it on DVD right after it came out on DVD. It follows the book really, really closely, whereas the movie did not. Well, so uh, hold the movie on. took took liberties.
2: No, but actually, interestingly, and again, I've only gotten through. Let's see. In the actual miniseries, there on Arrakis, and he just went out duke leto and paul went out on the flyer you know to yeah to see the first the the thopter yeah yeah the thopter to see basically the first harvester and then they came back right so that's as far as i've gotten in the miniseries up until that point in some ways the 1984 movie is actually closer to the book and in some ways the miniseries is closer to the book but up to that point each of them has taken liberties and, a little bit, yeah. But I would say that the movie is actually pretty dang close to the book up to that point. Again, beyond that, I don't know.
0: Maybe, yeah. But the whole concept behind the movie was with this sound weapon, which was the, awesome, the by the way. way was, yeah, I know that was Yeah, the, the, well, they had the weirding way in the book, but it was a method of fighting that the Bene Gesserit, I think. Anyway, not to get into it. Sure. Uh, it's I can tell you, having read the books, the first three books, two or three times, no, no that's three or four times, excuse me, that the mini series is very closely follows the first book and then The Children of Dune very closely follows books two and three. Nice. So... But what I really wanted to say about the miniseries is the Dune series, not Children of Dune. It becomes more theatrical, but it's like filmed as a play, Yeah, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. So, See,
2: and that actually annoys me, and that's why I'm having a hard time getting through okay. it. But, <laughs> which I know, it's kind of funny. I kind of like, liked it. I think that's why I never watched it originally, because I saw, I think, the beginning of it, and I was like, I feel like I'm watching something on Broadway right now, and I want to see yeah. a movie, you know? and. It's
0: not a musical. Don't don't worry. No, Pulse it feels here. like if anyone it, they out be there tap not,
2: dancing or something. But but I'm going to watch it because yeah. I I'm not going to probably read the entire book. I just <laughs> I have too many. Yeah, watch
0: the miniseries. You'll, so you'll, it's interesting. You'll get the gist of the book, basically. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. very interesting. But I am really looking forward to the new movie that's coming out later this year, assuming it does.
0: Is there a trailer for that yet?
2: I think there was a teaser for it. Oh, I have
0: to look that up. I don't I haven't, think it doesn't trailers for months. So I mean, the whole uh, cast
2: yeah. is announced. The pictures are up. It's all there. So it's like, they're definitely, once again, didn't all production and filming all and So who knows what's happening while, with yeah. anything? Yeah. I don't right, know, right. but I'm excited one well, cool. way or the other. Yeah. I am too. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if they'll My get a fan. So yeah, it's really worth watching mango, especially the original movie, totally eighties in that sense, but it's good.
1: Okay. It's yeah. a cool classic. I'm taking the advice. It's, it's sci-fi.
2: <laughs> like it is a sci-fi story through and through, you know, whether you read the book or you watch the movie, it's just beautiful sci-fi and yeah, it's okay. bizarre at times. And that's what yeah. I love about it. It's like, wow, how did they imagine this? <laughs> well, Mango, thank you for coming back. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm always so happy to be
2: on this show. I know it's fun. You add a whole new dimension to us, you know? Oh, I mean, it's true. So happy inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. You know what I miss hey,
0: is listeners be like, Oh, thank God. It's just not, not just Brian and captain again.
2: I
1: know. <laughs> I
2: know. It's like, you know, you know what, though? I got to tell you, and I've, I've said this a lot, is that I love having a female element on the show always.
1: Hey, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. But I 11. love being on the show and you know I'll always be on as long as your listeners aren't right, fighting against me.
2: I so. uh, don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> I think everybody loves you. So <laughs> what we do need, and I really miss this, is uh, to game again. You haven't oh, gamed yeah. with us and vice versa oh, in so yeah. long that I... I feel like part of my life is missing. Are you
1: guys still having your Wednesday night gaming session? Oh
2: yeah, nothing's changed. Every Wednesday, we've been playing Sea of Thieves.
1: Oh my god, I have Sea of Thieves too. Yes, you can become
2: the fiercest and only female pirate on the high seas because it's just a bunch of dudes. Always. Yeah,
1: I just I don't like playing it because there's always mean people who just want to take my ship. So now if I have other friends, oh
2: no, come join us because we're usually the aggressors.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah, we go after. And it. we
2: <laughs> usually win a lot. So you can get a oh. lot of fun stuff with us. And for those of us uh, who are do just guys, doing stories, we're we're fun.
1: How do you guys like get onto the same server though?
2: Well we don't, unfortunately. It's usually four up to four Four pers- of us are. Yeah, yeah. Four of us are on a server and then others are not.
0: But yeah. we have we but we have up to eight or so people get on every Wednesday. And yeah. so and Great. so they're on their own server fighting their own other battles and whatever. But and We can all true. talk to each other. Yeah. We're all screaming yeah. over
2: discord. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool, man. It's yeah. Come, come to join talk us. Over seriously. Each other, yeah. It'll, oh, I'd love to. It'll be so <laughs> much fun. Yeah. But thank you so much. All right. So we're going to have a ton of links in the show notes. I'll have the monk in quarantine link in there. And then Anna, which links yeah. do you want me to include?
1: Well, I mean, I'll put up the story of Fred Hampton. Cause that's just a fascinating story. Okay. We'll also give you guys the list of, Things to watch that I named out on the podcast. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's it. We don't need to do anything else, right?
0: No, we're totally done. What else could we possibly put in the show?
1: Deep thoughts with Captain Influence.
0: If a Hootin nanny and a Hootin ninny got into a fight, who would win? My money's on the Hootin Nanny, since everyone knows that Hootin ninnies are nincompoops.
2: I think my brain is broken
1: uh, yeah. yeah what was
0: that <laughs> you know what the music means uh, Wait, i gotta turn my brain back on what yeah oh, no no, no. I yeah. Mean, you broke my awesome. brain i i i'm what <laughs> well, i turned it off to, yeah anyway
2: oh <laughs> uh, thank you guys again appreciate it and thank you all for listening really appreciate it as well Monday, Nico Carvacho, Come join. It's going to be awesome. In the meantime, have a great weekend. And this is The Real Brian Show signing off.
1: The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.